0: One of the challenges that I see and I very much felt as an empath is that we're so tuned in to other people's feelings that we can really lose sight of our own needs and desires. And this happens to me so much where I'm like, who am I? And I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I would have experiences where I would be in conversation with friends or people intimately and I'd be talking and asking questions and all the things. And I'm fully, I'm so immersed in their own experience, almost like a movie where I'm like, whoa, I'm just kind of feeling into it. I'm like listening, I'm intuiting and I'm attuning. They'll be like, okay, so you know what's going on with you? And I'm like, who's me? I literally am like, me? Who? Who's me? I, I honestly lose myself so much that I forget about my physical body my physical expression, my unique experience, and my own needs and wants, my own feelings and wants. So it's so important for an empath and someone that is empathic to understand in a deep way your own feelings and needs. And this is where it kind of gets mixed up with codependency, where I'll see a lot of people that are like, I'm just an empath. And oftentimes they're prioritizing other people's needs above their own, other people's wants above their own, and they're really losing themselves. And imagine if you're someone that is completely unaware of your empath, pathic nature you go out, you get a coffee the barista's pissed the person bumps you on the shoulder you walk past a couple they just got engaged there's a dog that's barking crazily that's four situations that could provide you an opportunity to completely lose yourself in those various experiences and you don't even know how you feel today you don't even know how you feel so because the body is the antenna and the body is completely being the antenna in every situation, sort of picking things up, tuning in, tuning out, you really, really can lose yourself in it. So that's really the mindfulness that we need to bring to this and the importance that we need to bring to this. I think for a lot of people too, when we aren't clearing the antenna, when we aren't doing our self-care and when we aren't checking in on our nervous system, checking in on our body, when we are not being mindful of the emotions or feelings or thoughts that we're carrying with us and releasing them and transmuting them and alchemizing them, we can get sick. We can get sick. We can feel powerless. We can get confused. We can get lost. We can oftentimes feel confused about the path of our life and what we want. Oftentimes, you know, when people are like, what do you want with your life? They're like, I don't know. And we're oftentimes intuiting, what does this person want me to say? What would they they think is cool? (laughs) What would you think— What would you be impressed by me saying? And we can't even pull ourselves back and be like, yo, I want to be a chef. I want to be a fucking dog walker. I want to be whatever it is that I want to be. And I'm able to own that in my unique experience in any situation because I'm unaffected by the response that I receive from people. So you can really, really feel powerless if you are victim to everyone else's emotions, feelings, needs, and wants. And it can be crippling. And it can provide sickness physically, mentally, and emotionally. And one of the most important parts of this, I think with being an empath that I've really had to work on across the years and I still continue to work on and it still continues to be some of the most powerful work is around the nervous system. So the nervous system for me in my case, as an example from a young age, was working in overdrive to figure out what I needed to do, who I needed to be, who I needed to feel for, how I needed to feel to be safe. So my nervous system was highly aroused in a lot of situations because of the threat of survival for me feeling like I needed to attune to everyone else to be safe. So my nervous system continuously in a lot of situations, say I'm at a music festival or say I'm at a party, it will be highly aroused because I'm sensing and feeling and experiencing everything in a really, really, really deep way. So the nervous system is really, really working over time to process input that you're receiving from people in the environment. This can also happen in a really subtle way that we oftentimes don't realize with us looking at our phones on social media. So most people are like, I'm going to just scroll and chill. And hey, we all love, we love a dirty scroll. We love a just a chill and a scroll for sure. But our body is not processing that as relaxation. Our body and nervous system continues to be aroused by the information we are inputting. So you're actually not really relaxing when you are just scrolling, even though you're in bed. You're like, I'm in bed. I'm chilling. No, your nervous system is still highly aroused. And we are prone as empaths to being over aroused. We are prone to having our nervous system be highly aroused. It's part of the energy we feel like we get from life when we're not sourcing life or vitality or our essence from God or from our soul or from source. Then we'll kind to. Of hyper arouse our nervous system and be like, hey, what's up? Where am I going to get my energy for the day? There are specific signs really to look for when learning our own ability to be safe and our own ability to calm the nervous system and our own ability to prevent arousal or reduce the arousal. I also noticed this with conversations with friends, family, with my husband it's like when I'm hyper aroused, it is the triggered state. Oftentimes it is that state where I am completely triggered and I've been taken over and I am no longer in my highest expression. I'm in fear. I'm in stress. I'm in grief. I'm in shame. I'm in anxiety and I will act as such. So sometimes as an empath, if I'm not doing my self-care, my energetic hygiene, I will get highly aroused in my nervous system and then I'll just be off to the races. I will be highly emotional, I will be cold, I will be dismissive, I will be all these things because I haven't taken care of really regulating my nervous system to a point where it feels safe for me. What we can experience as empaths when we're not paying attention to the nervous system, we're not being mindful of the nervous system and we're not doing our self-care and our energetic hygiene is really shutting down. You can go numb, you can withdraw, you can disengage, you can avoid And really just like not being that beautiful, warm-hearted, loving, open, kind, empathetic person that can be there for someone but can also be there for ourselves. Importantly, too, when I'm talking about self-care, it's like I think we all see, you know, we kind of get the ideas of self-care that are like the social media self-care where it's like eating a large pizza and drinking wine is self-care and you're like, okay, that's it. That truly can be self-care, but it's just, there's kind of the commodification of self-care. But for an empath, self-care is truly essential. It's essential for your expression. It's essential for you to be in your power by taking care of yourself and coming back to your home. So it's really important that you're taking 20 minutes a day. I take, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. I do it often throughout the day, just kind of checking in with my body, reminding myself where I am, where my energy is, where someone else's energy is, and recovering from being, in a highly aroused nervous state so that I can really be present with myself and I can really feel my unique essence. One of my favorite practices, and I'm so excited to share this with you all because I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been doing it a lot, is to put my hand over my heart. So if I find myself either in a highly aroused state, I'm super stressed, I'm anxious, or I'm around people that are highly stressful or toxic or anxious or depressed or going through it, it is not bad to be any of those things. I have been and will be and continue to be those things all the time. But when I'm feeling myself, ooh, just kind of ooh, getting caught in the wave, and it's so funny because right when I was saying that, I felt myself leaning forward as if someone was in front of me feeling those feelings. If we find ourselves around someone that is emoting a lot, feeling or expressing in a state and place where we would normally get caught up in the wave of that emotion or their feelings, I put my hand over my heart to remember my own heart and my own energy and to make an energetic difference to differentiate between my energy and theirs. Because with my hand over my heart, I'm able to feel my body, I'm able to feel my breath, I'm able to feel my heart beneath my hand And I'm able to really remember like, okay, my physical body is here. Theirs is there. I can be different. I am different than them in their experience. And I can hold space with my heart for them, but I'm not going to be in their feelings. I'm not going to feel for them. So I really love the hand over the heart for when we're in situations where we really need to come back to ourselves, when we really need to remember where we are, where they are you know, sometimes I often think too, it's a little bit of a boundary for my heart. I want to be as open-hearted as I can. I'm very open-hearted, but there are times and places and spaces when it doesn't completely make sense to be always super open-hearted. It doesn't make sense to be completely just blown open. And so I want to have like even a little physical boundary with my heart so that nothing really happens to my sweet old heart. Because empaths can have hard times with boundaries